You're listening to Code Chefs, the podcast for hungry developers. Buckle down and ready up. We're serving JavaScript, web design, soft skills, back-end development, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Vincent Tang and Herman Gamboa. Order up! Welcome to Code Chefs, the podcast for hungry web developers. I'm your host today, Vincent, and with me is German. For today's topic, we're going to be talking about front-end frameworks. React versus Vue, kind of our experiences with React as well as with Vue and kind of the comparisons between both of them. So German, do you want to take it away, kind of introducing what a front-end framework is and, and why it's used in today's modern web, web application? Definitely. So modern front-end frameworks are, are basically, well, now in the current state, most modern frameworks are basically going to have the same concepts here. They're going to have the concept of state, of like having your structure for your like Basically, your HTML it doesn't necessarily have to be HTML if you're using a, a, like a different render, but that's just a side note and a way of having a, a styling. And that's kind of like what we moved on to. And it's going to also have like a, some, some sort of like MVVM style, which is model view, view model. It's a weird way to describe it. I'm currently, it's currently escaping my mind the proper way to describe it. But that's moving on from like the days of before where it was like jQuery or you had stuff like Backbone where you had you still had like your model view controller patterns. And I remember like, I mean, the first thing I, I learned was obviously jQuery. And what we moved on to now, it's kind of solves all the problems with jQuery. Now we have like little, we kind of make everything now into components. We can kind of use and reuse all over the place. Before with jQuery, you just kind of had like giant blobs of things moving around. Also, what a framework is going to have, framework or library, especially if you want to talk about React, library but anyways what those components are going to have is a way to manage state and state is really the most important aspect that our frameworks match for us that being it's basically kind of the reason why we built the app right because we want stuff is why we build an app and not just a static html page right because we want stuff to react to like things state changing for we have we have like dynamic forms and all that good stuff whereas before i don't know if you remember vince and i don't know if you work with just jquery you just put everything like in the data attribute and then you would hope it was there whenever you needed it. It would just get pretty messy. So yeah, actually, did you start off like directly with frameworks or did you actually get, to, when you started web development, did you get to work with frameworks directly or like to start off like just by writing like J, like plain old jQuery? When I first started learning web development, actually I started learning off building WordPress sites just for like different types of clients and applications. And I mostly started off using jQuery, which is kind of like the legacy days of JavaScript frameworks where you can like add rich interactive functionality to a website without writing huge amounts of like event listeners on your applications and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. So basically back in the day, you would use jQuery to, to manage like showing a table of data on a page or you click a button and something happens on the page and you wouldn't really communicate this to your backend server at all. So that, that's kind of like how I first started learning. I started kind of transitioning from that and kind of like learning more JavaScript in general with, with ES6 when that came out in like 2013, I believe, around like the Rails days. And that's that's when I started to like learn that you don't really need jQuery for a lot of things anymore. But like when you're building an application out, like a traditional web app with like a lot of rich interaction fun- functionality, you actually would want to pull out something like a front-end framework which in this case, we're talking about React and Vue in a bit. This gives you a little more leverage in scaling out your application, thinking about how component architecture will work, thinking about like where logic will live in, in one part of the page versus another, as well as like routing structures, like is the person on the login page or are they on the register page, right? As well as um, having the ability to quickly change data between those two pages using like just, just client-side routing and refreshing the data 
using something called a virtual DOM. German, what's your experience or do you want to explain more about, say, state management or life cycles in a front-end framework and like what exactly is it? Okay, so yeah. So actually a few months ago, I had a talk and uh, I was actually introducing Vue to Laravel developers. I, had, I did a talk like that in the PHP meetup for Orlando. And one of the first topics I was trying to think about is how do you like explain what a front-end framework is, right? Or how do you start teaching somebody like what the basic concepts are? Because for the most part nowadays, it doesn't matter if you switch between like, let's say Vue, React, or Angular, and a lot of the other smaller ones, I think maybe like Svelte. You can kind of pour over the concepts over, over right? Because we kind of have everything now in the, in the, like in the container of a component in as I said earlier, those components have those, that little state management and other stuff. So what state management here really is going to play into a part. Play a part is like having something, the framework is going to have some sort of mechanism that allows it to react to whenever something in the state changes. So most of the time, it's not going to be able to guess what state you want it to look at. It's going to be self, that state is going to be self-contained to that component. And different frameworks are going to offer different mechanisms for you to actually, for that, for that component to be aware of that data, right? Such as, in view, you just kind of like register with the data with data property, and it can kind of like just watches changes in React. You have to like specifically set it. You have specifically you have to tell it, hey, you're getting a new state. Please react to it. So state management is kind of done for the most part at the component level, and then obviously all the frameworks are gonna have ways for you to pass that state down to components or up or not or or not necessarily up. You're gonna be passing actions up for the most part. The idea the idea behind like um I don't know if like the flux idea, which is basically just like a modified pub sub pattern, it's going to be to have data at it's basically data down, actions up. So you're basically sending data. Your your components are gonna have children and it's gonna your components got top components gonna share its data and state stuff with those children. But the way the children communicate to the component, parent component is via events. So most all all those little frameworks are gonna have like some sort of mechanism in their state management area that plays up that kind of plays a part in that and carries out those roles, right? And then I think you also mentioned to just talk about like talk going over life cycles. So life cycles, each component itself is for the most part gonna have life cycles. It gets kind of funky when you talk about React hooks, but for the most part you have you wanna you have different points the component you can kind of hook into and trigger stuff such as right before it the component starts existing, right before it actually becomes part of the component tree. So when it gets inserted into the DOM, into the virtual DOM. Or like right before, right after it updates, or before it updates, so you can decide if it's going to update or not. Or maybe right before it gets destroyed, so you can perform cleanups. And all of them are pretty much going to have that. I know in React hooks is it's weird. It it really is weird because we still have those ideas in there where, and I know we should, I should probably hold off a little bit till we get to the React section for this, and I will actually, but because it gets super weird. I don't know. What have been your experiences switching like between like different frameworks and how they deal with state because. That's basically what we're using for. Yeah, kind of my experiences with just like different libraries. Well, actually, before that, I, I would say, like, you want to talk about first, like, our experiences with with React, and then our experiences with Vue, and then kind of like compare both of them. Yeah, I think we should because we're we're kind of like like really excited to talk about that because it's like we can kind of give you a quick overview, but at the end of the day, it's kind of reflect on what we've done before. So let's let's get into that. So kind of like how I first started learning off or learning React. React is a front-end framework created by Facebook and it's used to manage Facebook, you know, like the front-end application, all the user functionality, whether you want to check like your, your friend's post listing, uh, your, your user's profile, your chat window, all those components inside of the application, that rich functionality. So it's a framework created by them and 
and it, it lets you just build all sorts of like cool applications really quickly and customize however you want. So when I first started learning web development, or, or more so just React, I started to use a lot of different resources to get familiar with what are the core concepts of React, lifecycle management, state management, component structure, how the virtual DOM works behind the scenes. And I used a lot of tutorials, Traversing Media on YouTube, Maximilian Schwartz on Udemy, and a couple other places. I didn't go to bootcamp at all, so a lot of this stuff I just learned on my own, as well as just at tech meetups. Actually, I didn't even start using React until my second job. My first job, I was actually using Vue. When I first started using React, we were actually building like a front-end shell that actually didn't have a back-end connected to it. So I didn't actually understand the whole context of all the things that you benefit from React versus like a traditional HTML page that has jQuery thrown in there. And I built like a few like full-stack applications with it. I've used both the traditional React class components as well as React hooks. What about you, German? What is your experience with React? And let's say your experiences with React classes versus the React hooks. Oh, cool. So I, when I started using React, it was still classes. So, oh gosh, I've actually been using React for a while. It's like 2000, early 2018. Not that long. Some people haven't used it for longer, but it's kind of funny because my experience was also the same. I didn't use React for my first job. My first job was all of you. But when it came down to using React, something I kind of had been using before. Since I did the bootcamp, we did cover we did cover it very quickly in the bootcamp, but not very in depth. For me, it was more learning as well through YouTube tutorials and as well as just reading the documentation. The documentation for React is actually pretty good. It's very light because it doesn't have it doesn't give you any opinions on how to do things. It's just kind of like here's what exactly this library does. Go have fun, uh, and that can cause panic to some people. I mean, it, it, it causes it gives me panic because I want to know how to how to do things right. So my second, yeah, so when I started my second job, we were working on like this application for like home inspections. I was actually the backend guy, but somehow I ended up doing the React frontend. And we used it obviously with like, we, we had Redux and we started using like just normal like classes. And that was around the same time, I think like a month into it, React hooks came out. So obviously we kind of switched midway through and started using hooks, which kind of changes the, kind of changes the way you work with stuff a little bit. Not a little bit, quite a lot. Just, I mean, how how familiar are you with hooks, Vincent? Like, have you got have you fully grasped the concept? Yeah, not so much yeah. hooks, not not the concept of hooks, but like the whole use effect. That's the part that trips most people up. Yeah, it's yeah. still tripping up. Yeah. So, so to kind of give like context and like my React background before I go into like the whole hooks arguments, like like you're talking about, like your first project was that was that you said construction app, right? Mm-hmm. My first project was like an e-commerce store. <laughs> for SSL certifications, which is so random. And then my second project for React was actually for a CRM platform that had both a front-end and back-end integration, well, front-end being React. We actually didn't use Redux or any sort of like global state management. We actually used GraphQL, which is a different protocol for communicating the front-end to the back-end. Actually, I didn't use hooks in either of those cases because like, we were just very comfortable with using classes and all the, the templates that we download online, for, like the admin dashboards were all in classes so it just didn't make any sense at the time to do it i built like a lot of side projects with it and i'm actually starting like a big project with like a really big telephone company that is actually written entirely in typescript as well as with react hooks and etc and the use effects thing that you're talking about it's it's just a and i actually wrote an article on this on my blog but it's basically just a comparison between it's both component did update as well as component did mount that you would have in traditional react class lifecycle, right? And depending on how you set the arguments on there changes how how it functions. So basically for the use effect, you're basically 
throwing API calls to like a backend system. That's where all your side effect happens. What about you? What's what's your, what's your experience with just all the other hooks? I mean, there there's there's use state, there's use effects, use reducer, use context. There's there's a lot of hooks that you can use, and hooks being like you know things you can have to to organize the logic in your application for doing different things, whether it's uh putting lumping, lumping logic together in the same area or just separating out into different easy isolated components but what's your what's your uh, experience with just react hooks i prefer hooks just because i don't have to scroll all over the place looking for stuff so for me hooks offer a couple of different benefits from the perspective of like a like a dev experience is the way you kind of organize you can it allows you to organize your code basically by feature because remember like before when you used to have like a just class components if you were writing a feature that kind of needed a couple of different lifestyle, life, lifestyle, life cycle methods, you would have to kind of scroll all over the place looking for them. Like, oh, I have to look for this little bit over here that updates here and then this little bit that updates there. And that got really confusing, especially in bigger components, which even though we try not to let them happen, there's times you end up with those like 500 line components. It, it happens. No one's going to judge you for it. You all know you have one. So for me, it's that that's the, that's the main key benefit. Apart from the fact that they're really nice to kind of like break up and allow, it allows you to think in really small units, uh, and especially not so much for business logic because business logic doesn't compose that well, but for utilities, it's amazing. And for me, I, what I've been trying to wrap my head around is some people have some different ways of looking at, um, at use effect, which kind of completely go over my mind, which I'm not even going to get to right now because I don't get them. For me, like using the other hooks and stuff and stuff of that nature. I find them pretty intuitive, to be honest. Oddly enough, the one hook I don't like using is use state. Use state for me feels weird. Like use reducer and you, like putting my state in the reducer is a lot better because I can kind of make some really, really light state machines without having to use like a full state machine library. That allows me to not have like a bunch of freaking if statements over my component, if that makes some sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, a state machine is just like basically we'll be getting into like a whole different concept here, but like a finite state machine is basically like you have a list of potential states and those states can be in potential other states. So for instance, a traffic light, you know, can if it's on a red light, it can only go from red to yellow. If it's on yellow, it can only go from yellow to red or yellow to green, right? And if it's green, it can only go to yellow. So that's that's kind of what a state machine is. Yeah. So just just adding on to that topic, there are a lot of different hooks out there, and for sure, I I do use use state a lot, just because it's kind of something you do have to use eventually for setting a variable to a value or a value to a variable. But you could use a use reducer uh, as well, which kind of lets you have a callback function that lets you catch an action type, and then basically it's just a long if else statement inside of there. You don't really have to use use reducer. You can just use um like a another function, and then in that function you just have the if else statements, and then you have the use there. Sorry, the set state call, or sorry, the set state function they use to call that use state thing. It's the same. It's a, it's another way of writing it. So there's there's definitely a lot of ways to to write things in React, and that that's kind of like one of its downsides. It's not very opinionated in some ways, but it is very flexible. Yeah, do you have anything else to add here before we get into kind of our experiences with Vue? I guess I only have one question for you. Like when you started learning React, how difficult did you find it? When I first started learning React, it was actually very difficult because if you're coming from like an understanding of, of jQuery or just JavaScript in general, and you're going into learning how React works, which has like this whole underlying concept of essentially the virtual DOM being like this core state of truth that updates the DOM. It just gets very confusing to learn those concepts for the first time, especially if you haven't had much exposure to programming in general 
or if you didn't really come from like backend developer background or you, you did like those concepts really come from just like a whole different place, right? When I first started learning it, I had to go through like three or four different courses on Udemy and I went through all of them and I still didn't quite understand it just because it's so unopinionated in some senses that there's like not a specific library that people reach for. There's like a dozen different libraries that that and then within those dozen different libraries, there's other libraries that people also reach for too, for maybe adding user interaction functionality, drag and drop, whatever. So like trying to figure all this out, and like piecing everything together and like trying to understand everyone's viewpoint as well as the concepts and stuff gets deprecated too as you're learning it. And so it just got way more complicated, but it took me like three to four months to understand it. And it wasn't until I went to like an actual hackathon where we built like a React app that someone kind of showed me the ropes and that was like two years ago. And that was kind of like around the same time that we met German like in Orlando. What about you? What were your experiences uh, learning React? Cool. It's not difficult to understand like the base mechanics of it, but actually being efficient in making like a like larger apps that make sense. Yeah, it's something I still don't get. Like I, I will joke around and be like, I really don't know React, but nevertheless, I get paid to do React. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I don't believe I know React. <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's some days where I'm just like, what what, what is this what is this thing that we're working with? Like I'm starting to set up a project that uses Redux and then it has its own Redux being like a global state management tool. And, you know, there's its own hooks that it makes. And then, you know, there's just so much other stuff out there that, that I'm just not familiar with. And now I'm learning how TypeScript interacts with, with React hooks. So that's just like a whole other set of like things that I have to like think about how they interact with each other. Yeah. So sometimes I just feel like I don't know anything. <laughs> so do you have any other things to add on before we go into our experiences with Vue? Uh, no, I think I'm running for Vue because that's my uh, favorite framework. So kind of like some context of Vue. Vue is another front-end framework that was created by an independent developer as opposed to like an actual company like Facebook. And it got popular first actually overseas in Asia. And it was actually considered, it actually like had more stars on GitHub than, than Facebook, or sorry, than, than React at a certain point. But because it's made mostly by one developer, it's much more opinionated in the sense that the documentation is, is, is just has like these really nice diagrams and all these other things. But kind of like my experience with Vue, I started actually my first developer job using Vue and they kind of hired me knowing I knew nothing about Vue. And the thing is like, there weren't many Vue developers out there to begin with because it just came out or at least Vue 2.0 came out within that year. So I just kind of had to crash course through it and learn all the basic concepts and everything else. And it was actually easier to learn in my mind than learning, say, React because it was actually a little more opinionated in terms of like what you can and can't do. It was kind of simple, like actually understanding how the structure of the application worked. We'll get into like the React versus Vue stuff later on down the road. But for me, Vue, when I was setting up like my templates, you have like just HTML up top, that's CSS, which is like your styles that are kind of like scoped inside of your file, as well as your JavaScript uh, logic right afterward. And like it's all lumped together in one area. Vue has some like really nice tools for kind of like quickly setting up your app. But yeah, it was much easier for me to learn Vue than it was for React because of the different opinionated things about it. And when it comes to like library support, there's generally like, a, like less recommendations as well, but there's also less choices to pick from. So it's easy to pick out like, okay, if we have this application, we need to pick X library as opposed to like ABC, right? What about you, German? What's your experiences with Vue? Like, how'd you first learn it? What was like your first project? Ooh, so Vue, that's a fun one. For me, my first project was actually during boot camp. 
it was a project we were not really supposed to use front-end framework for. We were supposed to just jQuery, but I so happened to learn Vue over one weekend while watching one of Brad Traverse's courses, Crash Courses. And I was like, you know what? This is this is some really cool stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and force the rest of my team to learn it. So I did that. Uh, we ended up making a little app. It was called Woofer. It was like Uber, but for dogs. So you would oh, be able to rent, rent a dog. I think I showed it to you. Yeah. You did. So, uh, <laughs> so we did that. Then right after I graduated the boot camp, there was a, a, a job ad in the alumni channel for Laravel PHP and Vue. I only knew Vue, so I applied to it. They brought me out for an interview. They asked me no Vue questions. They just asked me PHP stuff, which I didn't know. But I'm, I somehow made it through there because I was allowed to Google stuff. So we ended up making like a bunch of little Vue applications during my time there. Uh, it was a lot for like marketing type stuff. Like not like marketing websites, but like marketing like dashboards and all that stuff. Yeah, I was working on like construction sites or construction management <laughs> software, which had to build a lot of like wizards which are kind of like things uh, essentially like a step-by-step form but we were building like a step-by-step form that created another piece of the application elsewhere so it was like super complicated so i haven't really like built like an entire application from from start to finish using Vue, but i built like little features here and there for like a bigger part of a bigger application but yeah that that that's kind of like my experience with Vue. I've kind of actually wrote some code pen demos with it and like made little applications here and there, but uh, nothing too crazy. So do you have any other things to add on in terms of like your experience with Vue before we move on to the comparisons between React and Vue? No, I mean, main reasons I like it is because it's, it's not super opinionated, but it just, uh, it follow, it gives you pretty good conventions of like, hey, when you're trying to do X, you should do it this way. Also, I love the fact that a lot of libraries you kind of would normally use as extras are kind of made by the view team itself. So if you need like, I need some global state store instead of having to reach for a third party, which like we like Redux, because Redux is not part of React. It's a completely separate thing. People have built in things to connect it to React, but but it's not part of React, right? So like you have Vuex, which is gonna it's native to Vue in a sense. You have Vue Router, which is also native to Vue. And then you also have a couple other ones that are not as popular because they do some kind of weird stuff, in my opinion, but they're also built by the Vue team. So the, the like the integration is seamless. But yeah, I mean that's I mean that's the reason I like it. So if you want to move on to the, to like comparing them together. So we'll we'll start comparing just kind of our opinions between both of them, since we both kind of have at least about one or two years of experience in both frameworks. And we kind of have our nuances of what we like about both of them. And we kind of talked about a lot of these concepts already, but we're just gonna hit on everything else. So kind of like the main concepts behind a front-end framework when it manages like life cycles and state management and props and, and all these other things. React and, and Vue both have like, they have overlaps between both of them, right? You have components, you have props that are passed from like the parent component over to the child component. And you'd have to pass like callback functions to reference and connect those two together. You have different ways of styling the application and a couple other things. But Vue specifically has like concepts that are not found in React. These include things like watchers. So you can look at a variable, right? And see like changes over time of what happens against that variable. So if you want to watch a variable and then like do an effect based on like that variable updating a value, you can do that. But in React, there is something similar if you use like a use effect hook and then watch that variable the same thing. Or if you did like a class component, the component did update and then within that looked at the previous props and the next props, that's kind of the same. So there are some similarities. You can have like similar patterns between both applications based on how you write things. Vue has a concept of a computed property, which is kind of like 
a proper or a variable that depends back directly on another variable. So it only changes based on something else that changes. React doesn't really have that. You just have to have like separate variables for separate things, or you'd have to like format it in your JSX code itself. So that that's also another thing. Vue has this concept directives that lets you write kind of like HTML attribute type syntax where you say like, you know, div, and then you'd write the VF tag. If this variable is true, show this code inside of it. Whereas in React, you just have to like bracket it and then show like the actual JSX or JavaScript that renders inside. When you're talking about like the communication between the parent and child component in, in React versus Vue, Vue can go both from the child to the parent or the parent to the child using something called an event emitter. Whereas React, you're always passing a callback function most times. Yeah. So do you want to add anything else to that, German, in terms of view-specific things that you've seen that you don't see in React because you definitely have more experience than I do in Vue? I'm, I'm not going to focus so much on like external libraries, like add-ons like Vuex or like Vue Router. Things that you don't have necessarily are going to be computer properties is a big one, and watchers. Because... Computer properties are actually really important. You kind of end up doing them in React a lot, a lot. Just kind of have you implementing your, you have to implement them yourself. Usually, it's when you try to like join two different, like maybe you're trying to make, make a form and you're trying to like have the first thing and the last thing show up together. It can be something as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, you kind of end up implementing them anyways in React. Yeah, so that and watchers are like uh, two things that you don't you don't have that are really powerful. I'm trying to think of which one else. Oh, yes, now I remember one thing that does not exist in React is. The concept of a keep alive component, you know, like that pseudo component you can wrap a component around and it keeps it alive. So it keeps it. So even if you, if it, if you kind of like, let me kind of just describe it in the terms of use. So if you had like a little tab thing and each tab was a different component, mm-hmm. uh, whenever you tap away from a component, uh, it loses its state, right? Because it gets taken down out of the tree. It's like a form or something you're scrolling, scrolling by. It gets mm-hmm. destroyed. The keep alive would actually allow it to stay alive and in memory, even though it's not part of the DOM tree uh, anymore. Okay. So that does not exist in React. And there was a really good argument, like a really good thread in GitHub explaining why that wouldn't exist in React. It makes sense why it doesn't exist. And it also makes sense why it exists in Vue. It's a weird component. Memory leak issues. <laughs> memory leak issues probably in React. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's going to be with the way that React expects you to kind of have a mental model of the way that uh, your data should come first. So anything that you want to do in regards to holding state should be presented by data and not by just chucking something in memory, in a sense. I don't know. I have to reread it. It's been like a few months since I read that. So yeah, I, I guess those are, those are the most specific. And my last one, which might be considered like a bit of a dig at, at React is right now, if you go and you start reading the, the code for the view framework and you kind of read through all its components, the source code, it makes sense. It will make sense to you. Now, if you go to the React source code and you start trying to read through it, yeah, good luck. Because <laughs> React is written by so many different people. So many people have different opinions on everything. <laughs> and so many different, different smart people, which makes makes it a bit more complex to digest, right? Yeah. Not a good. It's not a good thing or a bad thing. Again, it just depends on the organization that wrote the code and what their standards and their culture is. But anyways... <laughs> Oh, for sure. Whoever, whoever wrote these libraries is definitely really smart, smarter than than, than me, because I can't, I would never be able to write that. Although we did went to a meetup one time when we were t- learning about how to create your own React app, like from scratch. Remember that? Like my act. <laughs> I don't know if you went to that meetup talk. Probably didn't. Probably didn't. I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. The concept of React to build your own React app, 
like as in like the whole framework itself. It's just understanding how tree shaking works and figuring out how if you change a component at this level, how do you only re-render that HTML element at that point in time as opposed to re-rendering everything? And that's kind of a concept that we forgot to mention. The reason why these front-end frameworks are so powerful is because it only re-renders stuff as it's needed to be re-rendered. Like only re-render stuff that needs to be changed. So traditionally, you would have an HTML page, you update the page, you have to refresh the entire page and grab everything again, which kind of like wastes a lot of resources and makes the user experience slower. Yeah. So do you want to talk about, we, we did talk about React specific things like hooks and classes and kind of how they're different when we're comparing view. Do you, do you want to talk more about like the organization with the view app versus like a React app, kind of how it differs and what you like about both of them or don't like about both of them? I actually organize them pretty much the same way. <laughs> yeah, there's not, there's not, a, I mean, when it comes to they're neither opinionated. For me, I, I like the concept of having not specific pages, but like the concept of containers and like, components that make up that container and then you have ones that are shared and then when you when it comes to vuex i tend to like i like to co-locate like for example i like to organize my code by feature so if i have something that's called like the settings page i would have the components related to uh to the settings page and like whatever state management if i'm using like context or something having that little piece of like the provider and stuff in the same folder in the same and what i do with view is i put my module like my VOX module in the same folder. That way you have like this whole section of your or your folder directory, which is just settings. I don't know. I, I, that's the way I organize my project for both React and uh, Vue. Yeah, likewise right here. I always put everything in the source directory and I put a components folder and then I throw all the things in feature folders. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty simple. But we'll, let's talk about more about... Um, Styling in React versus Vue because that that that's definitely a hot topic in terms of yeah they're very different like the they're different but the same <laughs> if you think about it yeah at the end of the day you're still styling things but with React there are so many different ways of going about it you can have styled components which are kind of like higher order component wrapper things that add styles to the components themselves they can just customize and make up on the spot you can have css modules which lets you write css and then import them and scope it to that specific component which kind of like you kind of gives you off the bat you can just write sass for react and just kind of make it all globally available which honestly a lot of people still do and i still do it too or you can go with like a framework that has like bootstrap built in or a couple other things. But for me, at least when it comes to styling, I definitely much prefer Vue because it's just very opinionated. You have your different components and in those components, you have you know your HTML at the very top, your CSS, and then you have your uh, JavaScript, right? And in that, in that CSS, you scope it and you could say if that styles is only specifically for that file or if it's for all the files that's it there's nothing else to it it's just very simple what about you what's your opinions on styling Ooh, so for react i love using styled components i my main thing i like i really like about them is being able to pass props into the style component and then from there tweak little different things like for example like it makes like maybe like tweaking like the error state or something really really simple it's one thing that's kind of missing in view because in view you just have a way to like set up your styling Especially, it can be scoped in the component, but you don't have a way to pass in props into the styles. You can't just toggle like a style. Uh, so you just have to make separate classes and then have something that toggles the class. That's not that bad, though. <laughs> it's not that bad, but it, it, it's still not the same. It, it doesn't. It, it kind of it kind of breaks your flow a little bit. But I personally like the way that uh, view is a little bit more unified in the way you style stuff. I know in React, some people still like using like separate 
uh, CSS like files or they'll use like CSS modules. At least view is a little bit more like more like organized in that sense. It doesn't stop you from mixing from mixing both, right? Because a lot of I know a lot of like applications, especially ones that have been around for a while, whether it's Vue or React, they kind of have like a mixture of like CSS, like just SCSS they brought in from like somewhere else, and then they'll have like style components. And React also have like a lot of like inline styles. Personally, my favorite ones are the Vue way. Oh, for sure. With Vue, it, it's very opinionated in that there's only really two ways of setting up a global state management tool. So the reason why you'd use like a global state management tool in the first place is if you have like components that kind of like live in their own separate trees and they have to talk to each other. Maybe um, one component like triggers, for instance, a menu opening. Another one needs to see that menu being open or also has to do the same action for for opening and closing that menu. So, so that's just one example. So with, with Vue, you can either create like an event bus, which is kind of like React's way of creating a context. And that's like the simplest use case of it. And, 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 and Vue also has a concept of UX, which is just built on top of that event bus, which lets you have getters and setters at the global level for just modifying uh, essentially global variables at the, at the very top. It's been a while since I've used Vue, but that's 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 what I remember. With with, with like Redux, because Redux is the most common library at the time of this recording that you'll use with global state management. I've actually had to set up an application with TypeScript recently with it. And it's not as opinionated because there are many different ways of setting this up. Redux is not specific to React. It was just kind of chosen as like the facto standard for global state management. And it's built on top of the context API. But because it's so unopinionated, you have like reducers folder as well as like an actions folder and as well as like a place to initialize a store, which kind of, I don't want to get too much into how Redux works, but basically logic is in a lot of places. And there's a lot of like helper libraries out there that kind of like reduce the amount of boilerplate. And there's not really like one set standard unless you go with what the creator wanted, which is like, a different library called Redux Toolkit. So definitely view is more opinionated in my sense when it comes to global state management. What's your opinion, Sherman, on global state management? Ooh, so when it comes to React, I like using Redux just because I find it a little bit easier to use for the most part, especially if it's a bigger project. If not, I'll use context. I'll just context kind of like section off separate like pieces of local but global state at the same time. It's just kind of tricky when you have to communicate across like completely different component branches. But for React, yeah, I, I really don't have that much of an opinion just because it's a, it's like the wild, wild west sometimes. So lately I've been using more context than Redux, mm-hmm. even though like the apps I work on have a mixture of both. So sometimes you have to be like, okay, so where the hell is this piece of state? Oh, it's actually in Redux. It's not in context or it's in context, it's not in Redux. And it gets kind of, kind of weird and annoying and you end up having a bunch of checks to figure out where things are at. And if not, you mess up and you get a white screen of that. But with Vue, obviously there's UX. I actually have never used an event bus. Have you actually like used like used an event bus in production? No, I've only used it in tutorials. I've actually never had to use use event bus in an application. Most of the stuff that I had to use with with Vue for the for what we we're building, using Laravel plus Vue, we were actually doing server side rendering on Laravel Blade templates, which basically meant that there was no client side routing. So basically, the back end would render every specific unique route on the page. And then we would throw a unique instance of view on each page. So we had like maybe 10 view apps 
all in the application. So it's kind of weird. It's not how you traditionally would organize an application like that. We didn't have view route or anything like that. So we didn't really need the concept of an event bus because we just used the back end as our global state management, quote unquote. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, which I kind of realized we forgot to completely talk about that. So you can do it with both, but it's a lot easier with Vue to create the concept of like having like little widgets you store in your HTML and your like in your markup, mm-hmm. like like in like when you worked with mixing like late templates and like uh, and Vue components, mm-hmm. it plays really well with that. Oh yeah, for sure, it's easy. Yeah, React can do the same thing, but yeah, you need more setup. Like in Vue, you just have to kind of like put the tag into the HTML, and when Vue is loaded up into into state and like into like into existence, it just kind of looks for them and starts them up. With React, you have to be specific about it. I've been to a couple like bootcamp projects where like they're using like Python Flask or something for doing like server side rendering, and then they're like passing everything to like a a one index HTML file and like a jQuery thing on top. And it's really weird how those applications are structured. Yeah, they 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 can be a bit of a of like a like a cluster. Uh, I remember when I was doing like Laravel and Vue particularly, since so this, this is very common when you, when you get a Vue application, a lot of times you're dealing with the Laravel application as well. Laravel is just a PHP framework that's used for quickly setting up APIs and migrations and all these other things. And actually Laravel directly comes with Vue when you install it. So that's why it's used so often together whenever you look at job postings or whatever. But when I was using it at the job I was at building like a construction management software, you ran into all sorts of caveats when you're passing like the variables from the backend to that specific view instance. And you'd have to actually do some parsing on the payload coming in because of how PHP would translate that data, but didn't actually translate it to JSON right off the bat. They actually translate it to a whole different format. That, that's just like a random edge case. I mean, you could definitely do it with React and just have like a bunch of React apps and like your server-side application rendered thing, but it's not the best way to do things. Do you have anything else before we go into like the CLI tooling? No, it's just, sorry, just remind when you kind of mentioned that, it kind of reminded me like, hey, we forgot that a lot of sometimes people kind of just don't use like the whole framework directly and they'll kind of use it for widgets. Yeah, Vue is definitely much better for widgets because it is actually more closer to, to jQuery, um, which there's actually articles about how to convert a jQuery app into a Vue app. It's just because the, the boilerplate is much smaller and, and it's kind of very similar to how you would write a Laravel blade template. It's the same. The thing is, you don't want to, you, you wouldn't want to mix a Laravel blade template logic with few on top of it either it's one or the other like who renders HTML on the page it should be either view or that server side rendered template we ran into issues when we we're doing both but yeah what's your opinion on like CLI tooling my opinion for CLI tooling I actually don't have a preference when it comes to like if I had to pick one I like for me they both kind of function pretty much the same I will say the view CLI is a little bit nicer especially because it's faster you don't have to like basically sit there for like six hours waiting for it to actually install everything. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, with with React, most of the specific settings you'll put in terms of like how you create the React app depends directly on the flags you set in the CLI. Whereas with Vue, you just say whatever the Vue install command is, I forgot what it is, you say install and then it'll give you like a bunch of options in the terminal saying, okay, do you want to have... Vuex installed? Do you want to have SCSS? Do you want to have TypeScript installed? Do you want PWA support? You can just check the check boxes and it's really nice. With React, you'd actually have to look up the command and like say, hey, uh, create React app or PX create React app. And then you would say your app dash dash TypeScripts or whatever, whatever it is. 
And that's how you would get the uh, specific flavor of Create React app that you want. So, so it's kind of similar in some some cases. What's your opinions on like the documentation? So for documentation, I really just like um, I really like Vue because it's very thorough. But at the same time, React is very like it's very like concise. It just tells you exactly what you need to know. Ooh, so that's a hard one. I think Vue is a little bit nicer in explaining stuff to you, especially when it comes to like having proper like charts and graphs to like kind of like can I help you understand stuff. But I don't think React has a, like has like anything for life cycle methods, whereas Vue has like a proper breakdown telling you how life cycle methods work. I don't know which one do you feel is better. Oh, definitely. When I first started learning React, it was very complicated because things were deprecating and changing as I was learning it. The concept of lifecycle methods actually didn't make sense to me until I actually read the Vue docs. Because in Vue, it actually has like an entire diagram explaining every lifecycle method and how one lifecycle method correlates to another lifecycle method. React didn't really explain that very clearly to me at the time of reading and learning it, and it still doesn't. But because I understand the concepts in Vue, it translates to React as well. So definitely React, or sorry, Vue has better documentation. Actually, Vue is considered to be like the gold standard in developer documentation for for certain things. It's just so yeah, it's so well written. I mean, honestly, Stripe is the real like documentation like gold standard when it comes to like APIs, but front end framework wise, it's definitely Vue. What about like what's your opinion on like TypeScript support? or typing and, and, and React versus Vue. A million times in typing is a million times better in React than it is in Vue. So Vue, since you have, you're using template syntax, which eventually converts itself to a render function, right? Same thing with JSX, it converts itself to a render function. And you can actually use JSX in Vue. And it's just weird, right? I don't know what you would, but sometimes you have to use render fun well, not use CSX, but use render functions directly. But in general, the type support is not super great, especially in Vue 2. Vue 3 is supposed to alleviate a lot of that stuff. It hasn't been fully released yet. And it's been like a year and a half, a year. It's been a while since they said they were gonna release it. But I've been playing around with like the with the current betas and stuff like that. It it, it makes it a little bit better, but it's not as intuitive as it is with React. Because in Vue, you still have to kind of wrap your component with something to give it that IntelliSense, whereas React, just it just works. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've, I've actually had to set up a React TypeScript project recently with React Hooks. And another thing that, that, that's a little different in React is with TypeScript files, you actually, or with even with, with, with just JSX files, React has two different extension types. Like you can use the .js file or you can use .jsx, right? And they, they both do the same thing. It's just JSX has better type interfacing. But you can also do a .tsx file, which kind of implicitly defines that this file is a TypeScript file. Vue, to my understanding, I could be, it's, been a, it's been a while since I've checked this up, doesn't have this concept. It just has a .vue file, which could be either TypeScript or not TypeScript. You can actually use just a JavaScript file. You can kind of write your templates and tag temp in like a... No, sorry. Liter- string literal. What's it called? The one with the little uh, backticks? And, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a string literal. It's called a string literal. Yeah, you, so you can actually just, string use, literal. Yeah, you can actually just use like plain JavaScript if you want. You don't have to use you don't have to use the single file components. Okay. Even though it's I don't know what you would do that. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and other things that we'll talk about related to like kind of like random topics related to React and Vue, kind of like the popularity of React and kind of like the history of React versus Vue. React started first, so definitely there's many more libraries you can choose from. For instance, if you're trying to pick a drag and drop library, there's 
dozens you can pick from. Whereas for you, there's only like two or three. So depending on what you're trying to build, that's definitely something to keep in mind. What about mobile? What's what's your thoughts on that? Ooh, so mobile, definitely. If you need to go full like mobile, React Native is the way to go. There is some options in Vue, such as Vue Script. There's something called Vue Native, but the syntax is just hideous. It's like disgusting. And this, obviously the support is going to be almost non-existent. And going, even using React Native, it's kind of difficult as it is because it's obviously not... There's not that many people doing it, but there's not that much content being produced for it, I guess would be the best way to put it. So I would not just view to go anything, anything that's uh, other than a PWA, to be honest. I mean, like as of right now, actually, React Native is starting to get a lot more traction. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've used React Native for like an application for like a startup and we ran into all sorts of performance issues, mostly because we didn't know what we were doing and like. The navigation style in React Native is kind of different than you would do traditionally in a React app, where you would have like a React router, like a URL you can kind of reference against. With a, a React Native app, you have to do like a tab navigator, which is kind of weird. You have to like track and pass like whether this component's going to load or this component's going to load, and you just kind of like track it iteratively, so it's kind of weird. But React Native has a lot of traction now due to Microsoft using it internally for their applications. I did not know that. I kind of stopped using React Native for a really long time. Hopefully it picks up because it's pretty neat. It does have its quirks. And from my point of view, it doesn't completely like exclude you from having to know stuff about native native development, right? Because there's still like things you need to wire up and there's still things that you're going to run into where the only real way forward is knowing how it works natively. But it's pretty cool. And that's the, I, I guess I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier was like when you, those libraries such as Vue and React, you're going to have, since they, so they kind of all kind of boil down to at the end of the day to render functions. And you just have to kind of like be able to point the render function to a different whatever document system you're using, whether it is like your DOM, like the document object model on the browser, or like something like SVU Nat- uh, sorry, React Native for use, like, like native UI components. Or there's even ones for like uh, for CLI. I don't know if you've seen this thing. It's called React Blessed, which is like a, which is basically like a UI for your CLI. It's really cool. Oh, I think I think I have seen it actually. It's been a while since I've looked at it, but I'm familiar with it. So yeah, you can you can you have all those things you can kind of point them at, which is what makes them really cool, uh, in my opinion. I'm trying to think of something else. I can't think of anything else, but I think I'm starting to get hungry for dessert. Yeah, yeah I'm hungry for dessert too. Let's go into dessert. <laughs> so German, tell us tell us what is dessert time. Ooh, so dessert time is actually where me and Vincent get to kind of like get a little bit personal, talk about what's going on in our personal life, anything that we consider like something taste something tasty or Maybe not tasty, maybe something that's not going well, but it's time for us to kind of just talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what's your topic choice? I guess uh, I'll just tell you what's going on in my life right now because it's been weird and things are super weird at this current time and being we're recording this episode. But at least for me, like that's on a personal level is um, I'm just trying to be a little bit more organized. So I kind of kind of been reading a couple of books this week. Uh, main book I've been reading is Deep Work by um, Colin Newport. Yeah, yeah. Really good book. Uh, next book I'm, I have on my la- on my lineup is uh, the subtle art of not giving up. I actually have that book right behind me. <laughs> yeah, no, um, just trying to be more organized. I, I I realize I have a problem, but I say yes to a lot of things. I've been trying to like cut off a lot of things just down to the bare minimum of things that I want to do, uh, rather than just like, hey, hey, bro, you want to help me with this like side project? I'm like, hell yeah. Oh, I do that all the time. It's like, which is not fun, especially now that I realize like, hey, I have to start like making more time for uh, family, which. Yeah, that, that, that's the same thing here. It's like, 
I mean, when you first start learning development, it's like you just say yes to everything because you kind of have to. When you're first learning a lot of new frameworks and technologies, you have to get your feet wet as quickly as possible. So, so, so that, that's definitely that. I kind of wanted to talk about kind of like the current events right now, just kind of like like right outside. Like there, there's like all sorts. I mean, I don't know if you're watching like the this the the Dragon X, the the flight. Mm-hmm. There, it's like the first private U.S. flight, or sorry, the first private U.S. I guess you'd say flight to to the ISS. It originally, like it, we were transporting our astronauts actually through the Soyuz from the Russian rocket. I don't remember which one. It, oh, sorry, Soyuz as, as in like the Russian rocket. That that was how we were transporting astronauts originally. So that's just like a huge milestone for mm-hmm. just anything in general. Yeah, but so so recently I've been um working on kind of uh, learning how to do handstands. So that's been fun, especially since we're in quarantine. I've got a lot of free time and it was kind of a difficult transition to get from essentially planting your hand on the ground all the way to going to a full wall handstand. And I'm trying to eventually get into a full free handstand where I can just like freely do it on my own without having any sort of support ledge. So yeah, that's me. Well, I think that's all we have for today, actually. I think I'm starting to run out of coffee. I need some more caffeine in me. <laughs> Same here. Anything else to add, Jeremy, before we close off? Vue is the best framework here. Please use Vue, not React. Everyone has their own opinions. I like React more, but... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm biased. I'm completely biased. <laughs> so I haven't gotten paid to the Vue in a while, but it's still not framework, and I still like actually actively keep up with it. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I kept up with it. Yeah, I think that that wraps it up. So I guess we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye, guys. Thanks for dining with us on Code Chefs. We hope we satisfied your hunger. For show notes and more insider info on today's topic, visit our website at www.codechefs.dev. Plus, follow us on Twitter at CodeChefsDev. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and join us back here for the next one. Uh, Check, please.